Hello and welcome to my new podcast series. I'll be reviewing an album once a week um, and sharing my insights into the music I love. Um, hopefully it will give you um, some new music to discover. Um, and for those who know the music I'm going to review, then obviously it's a chance for you to have a listen and see if you agree or disagree. Uh, so I wanted to start off, um, seeing as it's the 1st of January, with uh, something big. Um, and I've decided to start with um, Sing to God by Cardiacs. Now, this review is obviously my own, and some people may disagree or agree, um, and that's absolutely fine. But I'm just uh, going to go through track by track, give each score, um, each track a score out of 10, and then sum up at the end. But this is really, for me, uh, an opportunity for those who've never heard Cardiacs or this album to get an idea as to what to expect when they listen to it. Um, a little bit of background, Cardiacs are, um, well, no longer active, but they do have a very, very active fan base um, and almost cult-like status. Um, I consider myself a big fan. I wouldn't say I was um, an aficionado, but I certainly am a big fan. I've listened to all of their albums and, you know... Um, Huge respect, particularly to Tim Smith, who who's sort of the mastermind behind it. Um, Sing to God is a big double album. And I think most bands at some point have uh, done an album that is, is grand and large scale. Um, not necessarily the best album, but an album that has a real huge scope to it. And this is certainly um, Cardiac's uh, big album. Uh, it comes in at just under an hour and a half, so it's it's a lot of music, and there is a, a huge amount of music uh, on this album. Um, it, it's very, very hard to describe the music on the album. The Cardiacs are known for uh, music that is complex, um, borrowing, you know, kind of progressive rock uh, inclinations, but sort of sounding nothing like progressive rock, in my opinion. It's It's music from another planet um i guess if i was to describe it i would sort of say uh imagine madness um injected with um speed <laughs> and uh let loose in a in a fairground i guess i suppose that's where i would put uh cardiacs um however you know tim smith has perhaps done a disservice to cardiacs in the sense that he he often when when he talks about the music he writes plays it down, you know, as, oh, it's just tunes at the end of the day. And I think uh, ultimately, you know, particularly an album like Sing to God, this this doesn't just happen. This is not music that's just randomly kind of put together. This is very, very uh, calculated and professionally composed music. Um, and quite often it, it's incredibly dense and complex in its textures. So, you know, this is... Serious music um, that rewards repeated listen, listening. Uh, and you really need to listen to the album. You can't have it on in the background. You can't, you know, be doing the dishes and have it on in the background. It, it, you've got to commit to it. And for some people, that's not easy. Um, and for some others, you know, you might find that you have to dip into it rather than, you know, listen to it from start to finish. Um, the album was released uh, in 1996 um, and it does have some contributions from John Poole who was a band member at the time and I think he contributed to a few of the tracks on, on the album um, and the album 
opens up in a rather gentle manner um, and it really kind of sets a lovely, peaceful, calm atmosphere. Uh, ethereal, it's got very delicate singing, lots of repetitive chord progressions and it's got this um, kind of repet um, repeated idea of these kind of what I call the helium chorus which is this kind of high-pitched uh, vocal processing that is applied to the voices um, and yeah it's it's really dreamy it's really chilled out um, and yeah it's, it's a lovely start to the album I really really like it so I'm going to give that a 9 out of 10. Uh, track two is where things uh, start to become a little bit more interesting. Um, Eat It Up Worms Hero is basically taking everything you've heard in the first track and throwing you out of your comfort zone. Um, it's a bit like waking up in a warm, comfy bed uh, and then just being tipped out onto the floor. Um, but on the floor are um, drawing pins and all manner of other sharp, nasty things. Um, it's aggressive, it's dissonant, it's got huge contrast um, to the first one, it's much harder to take in, quite schizophrenic in places, um, but it still has lyrical moments, but it's incredibly tough to listen to, um, and I think if you're new to Cardiacs, you're going to find this one hard going, um, and you literally feel like you're being beaten up actually after you've heard it, it's, it's that intense, uh, but... If you can stick with it, you know, then I would say that's probably the hardest track to deal with. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, after that, we go back into more uh, catchy, uh, kind of infectious, humorous, uh, dog-like Sparky. Much more um, traditional song style, uh, but there's loads going on. There's so many different instruments and textures with saxophones. Uh, I would recommend listening to it on either a really, really good hi-fi system or in headphones because there's so much going on that it's quite easy to miss uh, a lot of the details. Um, Cardiacs has a lot of humour to it, um, and I'm not really a lyric person, so I don't tend to really follow the lyrics very much. I'm more interested in the music, and the lyrics are always very complicated and uh, abstract, um, and, and you've got to kind of just interpret it as you wish, really. Um, but, uh, yeah, really, really catchy, this one. Um, I, I really like that one, so I'm giving that a 9. Track 4 is Fiery Gun Hand. Now, this is an amazing 10 out of 10 track for me. Uh, it's got a great Steve Reich-style um, interlocking guitar riff at the beginning. Actually quite similar to maybe a bit of King Crimson there in the way that they interlock. Um, it's driving, it's powerful, um, it's full throttle. Um, it's got some amazing kind of guitar work, including a really great guitar solo. Um, the only thing I would say as a, as a uh, well, criticism, I suppose, is that uh, I think um, the ending section is a little bit long, too long, and it kind of moves around at a dizzying pace, and I just wonder whether it kind of fits with the... Um, the rest of the song, I don't know. Um, not enough to detract, obviously, from being a 10 out of 10, uh, but it's it's something that I could live without, perhaps. Um, track number five is Insect Hoofs on Lassie. Again, this is another humorous, kind of light-hearted track, but again, it's got lots of driving rhythms. It's catchy again. Um, lots of, like, vintage organs. The helium voices are back, and female voices are used. Um, I think the use of voices is, is particularly strong. Um... Again, catchy, without 
falling down the usual kind of cliched path you know it's it's fresh and original but still catchy which is i think one of the hardest things to be able to do uh, in music um i give that a nine track six is fairy mary mag uh which i've given a 10 out of 10 because i just love the huge symphonic scope to it it's epic sweeping haunting melodies um lots of very sensitive kind of vocals um almost chant like uh, in the way tim smith uh sings which is contrasted then with the female voice uh, which has a kind of baroque style accompaniment um and this, the structure is very very simple you know we kind of have these big symphonic moments and then these more uh, baroque style gentle uh, female voice led parts um yeah, I love it. Uh, the only thing I would say is the ending's a bit weak uh, for me, and this is a recurring theme for me in the album, is that there's lots of false finishes where the track finishes and you feel, yep, that's good, and then it, it's something else is tacked on just at the end. Uh, and I don't always feel that that works, unfortunately, and that's the case for this track, but it's still a 10 out of 10 for me. Track number seven uh, is Belly Eye. Um, this is really direct, catchy. Um, I hate using the word catchy, but it's... it's I'm trying to sort of just give you an idea, really, as to what it what you're going to get with it. Um, it's full of hooks, lots of interplay between the instruments. Um, again, quite, well, the more traditional sounding kind of track, I suppose. Um, you know, with the kind of pop and rock influences in there. Um, again, the ending is a little weak, um, but it is a fantastic track. There's no doubt about it. So it's a 10. Track 8 is A Horse's Tail. Uh, this uses lots of repetitive riffs, uh, more rock-based, very, very fast tempo. It, it goes, I mean, it goes like the clappers. It really does. It's incredibly fast and it's full throttle. And you've got to kind of keep up, really, otherwise you get left behind. Um, I've given this one an eight. Track nine is Man Who. Uh, this opens with some eerie vocals, which are quite nice. I actually don't know what they're saying. Uh, maybe someone can enlighten me on that. Um, again, it's very direct, very accessible. Um, there's a lot of building up of um, vocals, very dense vocal harmonies. Um, again, this kind of helium chorus uh, used again. Some really lovely string writing in the middle section. Um, I know Tim wrote the string parts, and I mean he he knows he knows what he's doing. You know he he knows how to write for strings. Like excellent, excellent string writing. Um, I'm a composer myself and, you know, I can, I can hear when someone knows what they're doing and he really does know what he's doing. It's, it's fantastic. So I've given that one a 10. Track 10, and this is kind of like the last piece for disc one, I suppose. Uh, it's called Wireless. Um, <clears throat> very minimalist in style. Uh, it's got a hypnotic riff that builds, um, using scissors as well. There's a recording of scissors which kind of sets the kind of uh, the percussion side of things. It alternates 5-8 time and 7-8 time. Uh, it's kind of that lilting rhythm where you never quite feel where the, the first beat of the bar is, which is what I love. I hate 4-4, four, four, so anything like this is, is always good. Um, yeah, it's repetitive, um, but quite hypnotic. And I found the first three or four minutes, you know, great. I really enjoyed it. Unfortunately... It goes into this long section where, where Tim Smith reads this poem and it kind of just goes on a little bit too long for me and I feel it loses momentum, unfortunately. Um, and then at the end, 
he uh, introduces this lovely kind of orchestral ending, the big sound of the orchestra, and it's, you know, amazing. It sounds like something from a big cinematic uh, classic. Uh, but that's kind of right at the end. So it's a little bit disjointed, unfortunately, for me. Um, so I'm going to give that a seven. Uh, we open then uh, side two, or disc two, with Dirty Boy, um, which is, you know, it's a hard track to review because I know how much it's held in, in high esteem. Uh, and, and there's no doubt, I mean, I, I can't give it any less than a 10 because it, it really is a masterpiece of of music. Um, you know, in 100 years' time, when people are looking back over this band, you know, this will be one of the, 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 the tracks that they cite I think I really do believe and I think what they what they've done well here is is they've taken major and minor chords just your bog standard bread and butter chords but they use so many and they seamlessly kind of move and and modulate and change key um and it just moves effortlessly um it's like a mel- it's like a never ending melody that just goes on uh, and when I say goes on, I don't mean it's like going on and on in a boring way, but it's just a melody without end. It just keeps moving and shifting and moving up in key. Um, and then at the end, you know, it keeps building and building and building. And I, and it gets to this last section where I call it this sort of infinite chord sequence where we get these last kind of few chords that just keep looping and looping with this kind of infinite sound, um, building and building. It's I mean, it's it's incredible, really, to think that, you know, a band can go into a studio and create something like this. Um, you know, it's a real, well, it's an incredible piece, and it's very hard to review, but it's it's, it's a standout, and, and rightly so. So I've given that a 10. Uh, track 12 is Billion, which is a very short interlude, dreamy, like the first track. Um, it could have been longer and more developed, but I have read uh, that apparently Tim, this was Tim Smith's first composition when he was quite young. <clears throat> so perhaps, you know, he wanted to leave it like that. But it's a nice, peaceful moment to catch your breath because, you know, a lot has happened in that first, you know, 40 minutes or so of the album, especially after Dirty Boy. Um, so I've given that one an eight. Uh, track 13 is Odd Even. Um, it's quite conventional. Um as cardiacs go, quite a conventional song. You know, there's nothing in there that actually stands out as being too out there. It's it's quite conventional. Um, I, I like it, but I don't really like the middle section where you've got this kind of um, solo. Um, it's, I don't know, it just doesn't kind of fit. It doesn't fit the rest of the song to me. It kind of... Yeah, it it feels a bit disjointed and a bit out of place. So I'm not overly keen on that. But you know, as as a track, it's it's pretty decent. Um, so I've given that an eight. Now, track fourteen, we got Bell Stinks, um, which I believe might be a John Paul track, um, and it's got lots of driving riffs. It sounds similar to earlier earlier Cardiacs music, very angular. Um, you know, big organ kind of drones in there, and it's it's quick, it's short, it's it's a short track. Um, it's okay. It it doesn't stand out to me as being the strongest of tracks, um, but it has its you know it serves its purpose. So I've given that a seven. Then we go on to Bell Clinks, 
Um, again, it's very driving, very metal guitar riffs, fast, chant-like. Um, there's a really great guitar solo of close harmony guitar solo, very short but really nice moment in, in the track. Again, it's very similar to the previous uh, track in that respect. I've given that one a 7. Uh, then we've got track 16, which is Flap Off You Beak. Um, starts off with a jaunty piano, um, and then we've got fast, kind of stomping rhythms, a lighter mood. And I think it sounds a lot brighter and happier. This has got like a really nice feel-good feel to it, really. Um, yeah, so it's lighter in mood. It's got a good vibe to it, um, almost kind of summery vibe to it, which I really, really like. Uh, so I've given that one nine. Track 17, Quiet as a Mouse. Uh, this is a bit of a low point for me on the album. Uh, it's dark, atmospheric soundscape, very unsettling. Um, yeah, it's a bit out of place, I guess. It, it breaks momentum for me. Um, it feels like a kind of... Like if, if, if you had to strip the album down to... You know, and you had to kind of trim things out or get rid of things, I, I would probably be looking at this one to, to get rid of. It's experimental and a bit silly in places and I don't know I just don't think it works very well there's hints of fiery gun hand in there in some of the music that's in the background um but I've given this one a five uh, track 18 is Angleworm Angel uh which has big driving chords uh choppy vocals and rhythms um it's quite disorientating to listen to actually it really um, the, the panning and the kind of uh the layers is is quite hard to penetrate and, and get into um, so I've given that one a seven. Track 19 is Red Fire coming out from his gills. Um, so you've got piano and guitar in unison at the beginning, a nice strong vocal delivery. There's kind of orchestral flourishes, uh, in there, sort of synth strings. And again, it's, you know, it's a big sound. Um, the title is relating back to the poem that we'd heard earlier in, um, in wireless. Um, so I've given that one a seven. Uh, track 20 is No Gold, starts with a reverse piano melody, uh, which has a sequential kind of pattern to it. Um, the bass line, it's quite repetitive and dreamy. Um, it reminds me a bit like a show band in some kind of strange drug-induced world. It's, it's yeah, it's quite spacey, quite spaced out, you know. Um, but again, it's got some great strings on there, um, and I, I really like this one, so I've given that one an 8. Um, track 21, Nurse's Whispering Verses, uh, is a reworking of an earlier track. Uh, it's very, very serious, very dark, uh, driving and intense. Uh, it's got an amazing riff that builds, um, and it's long, it's a long track, so it, it has a long way to go, you know, in terms of building things up and, uh, and, and really getting you into the atmosphere. But it, it's very intense, this one. There's a great interplay between the different melody lines as well. Um, which I really liked. Um, unfortunately, I just found the ending a little bit too long. <clears throat> and um, I think, again, it could have been trimmed just a little bit. But I've given this one a nine. Uh, and then finally, number 22 uh, is Foundling. Uh, and I love this. I think this is a, a fantastic ending to the album. I've given it a ten. Uh, it's very intimate, uh, really beautiful. And it kind of feels like you're being serenaded in the room. You know, it's like they're there. And it's it's lovely. It's, it's so nice. Uh, it's got this great squelchy synth bass which kind of these like interludes that come uh, come in between the song. And yeah, it's it's lovely. It's a really, really nice end to the album. Um, so how do I sum up this? You know, because it's 
it's such a difficult album to to summarize and i know everyone's going to have different interpretations for me to give a 10 out of 10 for an album i i have to feel that the entire album is kind of flawless uh, and i am quite critical when it comes to giving scores uh, and and this for me isn't a 10 out of 10 album it's a 9 it's a 9 out of 10 i think in order for it to be a 10 i would i feel that there would be some pruning that needs to happen I think because I'm a composer myself, I'm I'm quite critical on excess. For me, it, things have to be there for a reason. And if there are things there that shouldn't be there or don't serve a purpose or could be, you know, compressed, then I'm all for it. I think if you're going to have a huge, long album, it has to be really justified. And I think in places there are, unfortunately, um, areas where it could be pruned a little bit. Now, I know that that's going to be controversial thing to say um but i hope you kind of understand my reasoning and my thought process for that um i think some of the false endings is a little bit of a shame like, you know we get a, a song that finishes and you think yep that sounds good to me and then they kind of tack 20 or 30 seconds at the end where you think did we need that uh i think sometimes that lets the album down a little bit but um i think as an album it it, it is superb um, there, there's no doubt about it. It's incredibly dense and complex. It's not my favourite Cardiacs album. Uh, there are other albums of, of the band that I prefer, but I think this is uh, this is an album that I think everybody should have to hear as a requirement. If I had to bring in a law, it would be the law that you have to listen to this album. Whether you hate it or whether you love it, you should hear it, because I don't think there's anything else like it uh, at any point that in the in the few, uh, in the past I can't think of anything like it in the present I can't hear anything like it and in the future I don't think we're ever going to hear anything like it it is its own world and you have to really embrace it engage with it um and there's so much to take from it I, I think it's a superb album and you know Tim Smith uh, really Yes, he says they're all just tunes at the end of the day and it's just music, but I know, and I think he probably knows deep down, that there's something very special about the music that he writes and the sophistication of the music is is incredible. The final thing I would say, just to sum up as well, is production-wise, this is a really good album. Um, the use of vocals, <clears throat> um, vocal processing, uh, the densely layered textures... I mean, sonically, it's superb. There is the way things are placed and just how much is going on. I mean, to have mixed that album must have been, you know, a real challenge because there's so many parts to kind of to get through. Um, but yeah, really, really superb album. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. So thank you very much for listening to my first uh, review series. This is going to be a weekly series. Um, I do have some ideas for other albums that I'd like to uh, review, but if you have like a you know, a real uh, passion for a band uh, or an album and you think, yes, I'd really like to hear, you know, your views on this, then just let me know uh, and I will, you know, I will certainly consider it. Um, but like I said, you know, I have albums in the pipeline that I'd like to review, but obviously I would rather take suggestions because then we can have a little bit of a, you know, a, a, a communication uh, and a collaboration on this podcast. So I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, thank you very much for your time, and I will see you next week. <laughs>